Hey everyone, been a long, long, long time. I kind of put down the microphone for a while because I was running dry on things to say and felt like I needed to change the uh, structure of the podcast a little bit and maybe hit some of the more, let's say, uh, time-sensitive issues that come up. Today's podcast, thanks for the word, is on the coronavirus. And the reason why I wanted to hit this is because there's so many myths out there about it, and there's so many people who have bad ideas about it. Thank God the guy who's passing around most of these bad ideas is leaving office, whether he likes it or not. But I think you need to see exactly how many people are dying from this, um, how many people are contracting it every day, and also, you know, how many people end up with full-blown coronavirus and end up in the hospital. This is not a joke. This is not a hoax. This is for real. Now, how do I know it's for real? Well, my wife is a school nurse. In fact, my wife has her doctorate in nursing, and she's in charge of the coronavirus task force at the school, which the school has quite a few kids, so it's it's a big job. She is stuck dealing with parents who don't understand that a child needs to be quarantined after he's been exposed or she's been exposed to another child who has coronavirus. There's also even bus exposure, you know, children who sort of sitting on the bus next to a child who has the coronavirus. The nine children sitting around them are quarantined after they discover the child has coronavirus. So those children end up sitting, you know, that are sitting around that kid end up at home for 14 days. Wait, 11 days. I'm sorry. If a child does have coronavirus and they do get to the point where they're testing negative, I do believe it's 14 days that they still have to remain at home or that when they have the coronavirus, they have a 14-day quarantine. That's the word I was looking for. Anyhow, if you spend time Listening to these numbers and and actually getting them from someplace that doesn't believe everything the president says, you'll find out that this is a much worse virus than you'd believe. Unfortunately, a lot of these people who believe this is a hoax end up losing a loved one and they can't believe it because, you know, the president said it was a hoax. It's got to be a hoax. Well, I got news for you not a hoax. So I'm going to give you some numbers here during this podcast. And I just want you to listen because I think that if you just listen to the numbers and listen to some of the things that come up that are myths that are actually actually out there and people are, you know, taking advice from these myths and having real problems getting the virus because they don't understand why they can't just go into a restaurant without a mask on. I mean, I'll do what I want. 
it's free country. I got, you know, I got the word here and I can do whatever I want. President Trump said I can go anywhere without a mask. He did, and he recovered just fine. Well, the president is still a little bit short of breath, just so you know. And his wife is short of breath, too. So have they recovered fully? They say they have. But if you watch him do anything, he's still a little short of breath. So I'm not saying that, you know, he's lying directly to you. I'm just saying that it looks like from a guy who worked in medical field for 35 years and worked in cardiology, where we can spot short of breath people from a mile away, this guy has some lingering short of breath, shortness of breath, I should say. And his wife has it bad enough where she couldn't go to one of the rallies with him, which she doesn't anyways, but this one she was planned on going, and she had to cancel. So I want to give you some numbers Just let me pull them up here, and I'll talk to you about what we see and how everything is done. I'll talk, cite who it's from so you understand, and then we'll go out and, or we'll go through them, and I'll explain what they mean. Okay, so let's look at some of the numbers here that we have. I've got a thing pulled up from the CDC, which is the government agency that covers these kind of things, that... Unfortunately, Mr. Trump is downgraded sometimes, and these are the people who really know what they're doing. These are the top scientists in virus research. These are the men and women that know this stuff um, more than Mr. Trump. And Mr. Trump says he knows more, but he's full of crap. This week, the last seven days, anyhow, the the numbers are... Kind of interesting because they start January 21st, which is when the first case was reported here in the United States. It was in the state of Washington, I believe. And then not too long after that, they had the first case that wasn't brought in from China. It was just a case that came in somehow. They don't know how, maybe on some fruit. Who knows? Nobody knows. But it came in and infected someone who hadn't had contact with a coronavirus person. So, total cases in the United States, 10,984,398. That's up 138,025 cases this week. Cases in the last seven days per 100,000. So there's, I'm sorry, so there's 460... 460,200. Total deaths since January is 245,470. This week we had 660 new deaths. Now, if you go down and look at the map, and it will tell you exactly how many deaths in uh, the last seven days and how many cases have been reported the one that I look at a lot here that I think some people really need to pay attention to is North and South Dakota. Um, I do believe South South Dakota is the one where they had the Sturgis rally and everybody was wearing no, wear, no mask wearing and saw a lot of uh, 
just a lot of openness, bars, stuff like that. And I was worried thinking that place is going to be a disaster. And the cases went up significantly. Um, cases, 100,000 last seven days, 161,000. Cases last seven days, 9,977. Total cases are 65,381. Cases per 100,000, 7,411. And deaths just this week is 73. So that that's we've already bounced back from that Sturgis rally and now we're back to you know just the normal studies and then you know North Dakota has a significant amount too if you go down to Wyoming they're high um Georgia very high and surprisingly Alaska is high and then if you go to Maine they have very few um I don't know why that is it seems like maybe just I don't know. I just don't understand how these things are spread. But anyhow, that's some of the cases, some of the states. You know, California obviously has a lot more because they're a much more populated state. Texas also, same thing, um, pretty populated state. And then, of course, Florida, their numbers are 270,000 in the last 77 days. And then cases in the last seven days, 40,285. I'm sorry, 100,000 in the last seven days. Yeah. So, and then total cases, they have 872,810. That's right now. So right now, if you went out and went to every hospital and every nursing home, you'd have 872,810 cases of COVID. So deaths per... 100,082, so I don't know. It, it seems like this week they lost 82 people. Anyhow, this is some serious stuff, and I hate to see places you know, or people and, and people who are coming out of these Trump rallies who just don't, they just ignore the science because Trump ignores the science. And he thinks the easiest way to make this go away is just to ignore it. And the truth is, is that you can't just ignore this. This is serious stuff. I mean, if you don't wear a mask, you're pretty much a fool. You have to wear a mask. There's just no doubt about it. Inside, outside, everywhere. Because it's it's too much. It's it, There's too much at risk. Now, I'm going to give you some of the symptoms just because I think it's important to know those. So some of the symptoms that start out when you have COVID, one of the ones that hits a lot of people first is the loss of smell and taste, which would be devastating to me, being that I'm a big guy and I love to eat. But it is one of the things that happens, and it can linger on for months. I mean, I know people who've had it for two months and it's still lingering. So that's that's one of the signs that you have it. A lot of other signs are like cold symptoms. Um, you, you might have a dry cough. You might have a sore throat. You can have either one and have COVID. Or you could have both of them and have COVID. 
There's also some things like even even a kid with a runny nose, they panic at the school. I know that. And any kind of transmission can happen, you know, at any time. I mean, kids are kids, and they, they spread the virus pretty well. Um, unfortunately, in this country, there's a lot of mixed-level homes where, you know, grandma and grandpa live there, and mom and dad and the children all live there. So a child can bring coronavirus home, and unfortunately, grandma and grandpa aren't going to do well. And even the parents can pass away from it. So it is something that you have to look at, that the children can also be a problem. So when you're sending your kids to school, most schools have a mask mandate. Now they You have to have a mask on the child. If you send them without a mask and you think it's because of their you know, American rights to do whatever they want, um, a mask mandate means you can't do whatever you want. It means you have to wear a mask. So put a mask on the kid and send him to school so he can learn like he's supposed to learn and so he doesn't infect anybody else. There's also some other things. Um, a lot of people I've talked to who had it had just the most terrible headache before it started. You know, then the achiness comes along and everything like that. But they'd, you know, they'd have a headache for a day that would knock them out. I mean, it would just, they'd be laying on the couch all day because they felt like they couldn't move. It was hurting so bad. So that's another sign. It's something you have to watch for. And then the other things are more, you know, subtle for people. Some people, you know, like I said, just develop a runny nose and really don't get anything else. But then if they test, they're positive. So it just depends upon how the virus is affecting you and your age and how many predisposition kind of things you have. Do you have hypertension? Do you have diabetes? Do you have any kind of heart problems? You know, all those things can can lead to a real problem with the COVID um, because COVID will accelerate those problems and make them even worse. A lot of people in the beginning of this, they think we're dying of COVID. And because we didn't know what COVID was, they were putting down, you know, patient died of pneumonia when the patient really had pneumonia because of the COVID, not because of just having pneumonia. Now, there's no way to prove that one way or the other. But if you look back on a lot of these deaths and you were to take, you know, a lot of these deaths, they take tissue samples when they have autopsies and they look back and sure enough, you know, the COVID virus is in the tissue sample. So it is something that happens a lot. Um, So I want you to, you know, just, just think how important it is to wear a mask for your friends. You know, maybe you don't think it's a big deal for you, but if you got COVID and you cough and it just happens to be inhaled by your friend because they're five feet away, that means that your friend is going to spend a lot of time maybe in the hospital or even die because of you not wanting to wear a mask. You have to think ahead of what could happen, and a mask is what you need to do. All right, so let's look at some of the debunking of some of the myths that come along. Um, One of them is that if you get uh, pneumonia and flu vaccine, that that will take care care of your COVID virus. Uh, 
The truth is vaccines against pneumonia, such as pneumococcal vaccine, don't provide protection against COVID-19. This is all out of Mayo Clinic, by the way. The flu shots also won't protect you against COVID-19 virus. However, annual flu vaccines are recommended for ages six months and older. So that might help you with the pneumonia that you could contract, but it's not going to stop COVID. Saline nasal wash. A lot of people I hear say, oh yeah, you have to do that. That'll help prevent COVID. There's no evidence that rinsing your nose with saline protects against the infection of COVID-19 virus. Um, High temperatures. Exposure to the sun or to temperatures higher than 77 doesn't prevent the doesn't prevent the COVID virus or cure COVID-19. You can get the COVID virus in a sunny, hot, and humid weather. Taking a hot bath also can't prevent you from getting COVID-19 virus. Your normal body temperature remains the same regardless of the temperature of your bath or shower. Low temperatures, cold weather, and snow also can't kill the COVID virus. Antibiotics. Antibiotics kill bacteria, not viruses. However, people hospitalized due to COVID-19 might be given antibiotics because they also have developed a bacterial infection. So then it would help them to get that if they already involved the bacterial infection. Uh, Alcohol and chlorine spray. Spraying alcohol or chlorine on your body won't kill viruses, Mr. Trump. That has um that have entered your body it just won't kill anything that has entered your body these substances also can harm your eyes mouth and clothes drinking alcohol drinking alcohol doesn't protect you from the covid virus garlic okay i love this one there's no evidence that eating garlic protects against infection from the covid virus ultraviolet disinfectant lamp Ultraviolet lamp can be used as a disinfectant on surfaces, but don't use a UV lamp to sterilize your hands or other areas of your body. UV radiation can cause skin irritation. 5G mobile networks. Avoid exposure to or use use of 5G networks doesn't prevent infection with the COVID virus. Viruses can't travel on radio waves or mobile networks. The COVID-19 virus is spread in many countries that lack 5G mobile networks. I can't believe that's even a thought process. Disinfectants. When applied to surfaces, disinfectants can help kill germs such as the COVID-19 virus. However, don't use disinfectants on your body, inject them into your body, or swallow them. Again, Mr. Trump. Disinfectants can't irritate the skin, can irritate the skin and be toxic if swallowed or injected into the body. Also, don't wash uh, produce with disinfectants. That means like lettuce or peppers or whatever. Don't wash them with disinfectants. Supplements. Many people take vitamin C, zinc, green tea, or echinacea to boost their immune systems. But these supplements are unlikely to affect your immune function or prevent you from getting sick. The supplement Colidile Silver, 
which has been marketed as a COVID treatment, isn't safe or effective for treating any disease. Oleandrin, an extract from a toxic oleander plant, is poisonous and shouldn't be taken as a supplement or a home remedy. So that's just some of the facts that come out, and there's quite a few. Um, I am amazed sometimes what people will buy in the sense of, you know, a myth and think it's correct without ever checking. I pulled this just off a Mayo Clinic. It was two clicks. You know, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, or not drug enforcement, but drug, you know, whatever it's called, and the Mayo Clinic site. And if you ever want something, you know, and have some questions about medical things, Mayo Clinic has a fantastic site for that. It's easy to find things, and it's it's great for whatever you need to, you know, just get information on. All right, here's some other steps. There are steps you can take to reduce your risk of infection. The World Health Organization, which is a great organization, although Mr. Trump didn't think so because they said something bad about him, so he just pulled out. And the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, recommend following these precautions for avoiding COVID-19. Avoid large events and mass gatherings. Avoid close contact within six feet or two meters with anyone who is sick with the symptoms. Stay home as much as possible and keep distance between yourself and others within six feet, especially if COVID-19 is spreading in your community, especially if you have a high risk of serious illness. Keep in mind, some people have may have COVID and spread it to others even if they don't have symptoms or don't know they have COVID. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, or use alcohol-based hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol. Cover your face with a cloth face covering in public spaces such as grocery stores, where it's difficult to avoid close contact on with others. Only non-medical cloth masks, surgical masks, and N95 respirators should be reserved for healthcare providers. Cover your mouth and your nose with your elbow or a tissue when you cough or sneeze. Throw away the used tissue and wash your hands immediately. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Avoid sharing dishes, glasses, bedding, and other household items if you're sick. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces daily. Stay home from work, school, and public areas if you are sick, unless you're going to get medical care. Avoid taking public transportation if you're sick. Before travel, check the CDC and... WHO websites to look for health advisories that may be in place. So I think that covers things as about as much as I can do right now. And uh, I hopefully maybe got through to a few of you. This disease is not something to play with. Please be careful. And I know I don't have a lot of listeners, but I'd hate to lose some because you're not listening to the right people. Not that I'm the expert, but... 
there are experts that you need to listen to. Dr. Fauci, which everybody in Trump's orbit thinks is an idiot for some reason, is the most experienced infectious disease person we have basically on this planet. And when he says something, it's right. I mean, there's just no getting it wrong. I know in the very beginning he said he didn't think masks were mandated or needed. Well, that was when there was like two or three cases. As soon as it got to be spreading a little bit, he said, okay, let's start wearing the masks. And he never changed after that, you know. But Trump keeps going on and on about how he said not to wear masks, so I didn't wear a mask. Well, everybody can change their mind or more data comes in that makes them change their mind. Doctors aren't perfect. They never have been, and they never will be. It's basically a science that you put all the numbers together and you make your best guess. And that's how it always will be. And you know that from going to a doctor and saying, I have this terrible pain in my right side down here. And then having the doctor say, oh, you probably just got gas real bad. I'll give you this medication that should help with that. And then you end up in the emergency room later on that day and you find out you're in trouble with serious appendicitis and you end up in surgery that night. So mistakes happen. You have to be willing to accept those mistakes and go through with the medical procedure. Um, Does that make that doctor a shining star of medicine? Obviously not. And hopefully he won't do it again, but it does happen. So please remember that not every doctor is perfect and not every thought that, you know, the CDC or Donald Trump or other people have is perfect either. Donald Trump is so incredibly misinformed and he's pushing that stuff out to people and he's going to have people dead all around him in no time. They've already had the White House go through two separate spreader events that have caused White House people to get sick. Now, thank God none of them have died, but it could happen. And who knows? Maybe, you know, unfortunately, it will happen. All right, I've spewed enough junk out there now for a little while. I'll try to keep doing these a little more often now. I'm maybe not as burned out as I was before. So I look forward to spouting out some more stuff to you in the near future. I want you to have a great day and try to implement some of the things you heard today. Maybe you'll avoid getting it and we'll all have vaccines before you know it. So have a good day.